For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling pop culture and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. You are—you must be tired. That was a very low-key countdown there not for tired, you today. Not tired, just trying not to be distracting. Okay. Uh, you know, so why, uh, I'm why in the was, background. I'm not supposed to be distracting in the foreground. Why was this week any different than previous? I'm just trying. New Year, so, new me. <laughs> well, we're wrapping up, so I might as well try something different. There we go. Well, welcome to the IndieCast, everybody. Chad Allen, Sacramento, in a... Uh, in a guy's, and banter. In a guy's only edition of the uh, the IndieCast with us, Zach. Uh, the, the He-Man Woman Haters Club that, edition right. of the IndieCast. Uh, we have a guest with us, Zach, that I am very excited about. Um, we got to see this gentleman specifically for you and I in person at the last uh, Punk Pro show. Uh, and other, I think other than the Izzy Effie match, very few people got more reaction than when this gentleman walked out. Especially from uh, the the joy that is the peanut gallery. That's true. He was big. Uh, he was big with the peanuts. He was a big hit with the peanut gallery, uh, and we're glad to get him on here, everybody. Uh, Levi Everett is is somehow on the phone with us right we, now. We've pulled some strings, literally like a tin can on one, and right. uh, and we have him on. So Levi, thank you so much for joining us here on the IndieCast. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, excellent, sir. Well, Levi, we start every episode the same way. We have five questions that we like to call the lightning round. Uh, Zach and I, I guess, will trade off on this sure, one here since we, don't, since we don't have uh, my lovely wife on the episode with us today. Uh, I will go ahead and start with the uh, the basic one to get this uh, obnoxious podcast question out of the way. Who trained you and when did you debut? So I trained at WCWO uh, over here in Indianapolis. And it was, I had recently, um, beforehand, I had seen some flyers posted on the, on some polls and everything, and I had gotten people to get a hold of certain people, and I had ended up going down to Indianapolis from where I am originally from, and I started training. Okay. And I, it was a blast at first, and it still is now. And I started training. I, I started wrestling um, about, I want to say, the beginning of June of last year. Okay, so very impressive. Still very new to the new to the game. Very cool. Uh, so, yeah. second lightning round question: What is your first wrestling memory? A.K.A. the question that makes Chad and I feel terribly old. Terribly old. Uh, my first wrestling memory, like, are you meaning, like, uh, my uh, first match, or... No, no, I mean, the first time you ever, was it when you saw the flyer on the pole? What was the first time you ever came across pro wrestling in any form? Um, in any form, it was, it was the uh, flyer that I had come across, yeah. Interesting. It was it was very very intriguing to me, and um, I didn't know how to take it, so I kind of found some interest in it at first, and ended up 
where I was at WCWO and fell in love with it. Interesting. Nice. Uh, question three on the lightning round here. Uh, the Amish are known very much for their food. Uh, and by the way, for those of you who have never seen... Yeah, I was going to say, let's let the cat out of the bag here. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Everett is Amish. Yes. Um, which is why we're a little surprised we have him on the phone with us right now. Well, like I said, string and, and tin string cans. String and tin. Um, uh, but the Amish are very much known for the, for their food, interestingly enough. Uh, I should know there used to be an Amish market where I lived in uh, in Maryland, and it was wonderful. Well, I was going to say, I fight for the pies there. I've uh, I think I've officially eaten my body weight in Amish cheese over my lifetime. Uh, Spring Hill has like a little Amish kind of kiosky thing on the weekend. You got to so. find out if they've got um, if they have cheese curds there sometimes. They do because I, I will send, get you some. I will send you with cash. Yes, <laughs> uh, but what what is your favorite uh, potluck dish? What's your favorite Amish uh, dish to share when the family when the family's all when together? the barn has been raised? Now it's time to eat. There we go. Oh, I don't know. There's so many. It's oh man. Um. Oh, there's. Uh, there's so many. It's it's uh, it's kind of it's really hard to uh, pick one of them. I can't really I can't really pick a certain one that I like. Mm-hmm, fair. That's okay. That's, uh, There's a lot of choices the there. Pies. The the fried chicken at the place I used to go to was really good. Excellent. So, I'll go I said cheese is is always cheese safe for is me. A wonderful yeah. one. Yep. Um, the, bread, the bread is really good too. Also true. Yes, yeah, the excellent make, point. Make goods are always a winner as well. Uh, so uh, another lightning round question here, uh, since we have established obviously that that Levi is uh, is Amish. What is your when you're out and about? I suppose what is your favorite modern song? I we actually did some re- the one time in the season we do research. I actually right. tracked down that uh, typically it's frowned upon to play uh, an instrument in the Amish community. Right. Um, because it it uh, promotes vanity and um, kind of like looking down on others or trying to boast right. yourself up. So I can't say like, hey, what's your song? What's your favorite song to groove to? Right. But what is uh, what is a modern song that uh, that tickles your eardrums? A modern song that tickles my eardrums. Thank you for repeating well, that. I will cherish that always. <laughs> honestly can say I have a modern song that I really enjoy listening to um, I listen to a lot of gospel music Amish gospel music um, from the church and um, just out and about uh, being able to <clears throat> uh, I guess who well, how about, how about a favorite? How about a favorite hymnal then? Okay, or Carol, I suppose. Carol. Yeah. Also, I would say that Christmas time is coming. As uh, as Levi's uh, considering his options, uh, ironically, he's unfamiliar with modern music, but modern music uh, is seemingly ripping off the Amish because uh, being bearded and a little sweaty and dirty has now become like the aesthetic for a lot of, like, folk rock kind of acts and stuff and, like that. And also most and most uh, wrestling podcasts. Also true. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure why that is the new thing for uh, people to do, but it's kind of... <clears throat> it kind of upsets... <clears throat> it upsets me in a way that I just... I question a lot of things that go on. So... Um, if people, if people 
can go out and get their hands dirty and know what they're doing and building and um, putting stuff together, then, you know, I have all the respect in the world for them. But if they're going to go out and just, you know, portray this this uh, person that they're not, just because it's not, you know, just because it's the trendy thing to do, as people say, it's not, it's not respectful. So, lesson learned here, just because I have a beard and build Ikea furniture does not make me respectable, and that's fair, I've come to peace with that, that's okay. Um, I gave up on respectful a long time ago, so I'm okay with that too. So, well, now, I, okay, so you know what? I'm very interested. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass by the typical last one because okay. I don't think we're going to... That's fair. I don't know That's if good. he knows Marvel or DC. That's a good audible. Um, so I, I am very interested because you are a professional wrestling and we are talking about, like, you know, respectful and working with your hands, but also, like, you had mentioned, Zach, like you had mentioned a little while ago that they, they don't play instruments because hmm. you don't want to bring yourself above others. Um, how does your Amish faith kind of jibe with the fact that you are doing wrestling well see I've had this question asked a lot and a lot of people a lot of people tend to ask me and I'll let them know it's they they allow me to um, without shunning me they don't particularly like that I do it but they they allow me to because it's what makes me happy and if it makes me happy then they're happy have you done anything to try to I guess float the idea churn the idea of maybe bringing a wrestling show to maybe like a barn raising or something like that. Do an outdoor show. I have, and it has been it has been put down each time. That's fair. So it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of um, it's difficult to get them to accept it in the first place, and let alone if I. You know, try to ask them, can we put on a show here? They don't accept it. So, you, so it's almost like a don't ask, don't tell. You don't want to kind of push your luck. Correct. Yep. That's fair. Now, I'm, I'm interested in, in permissions is a very interesting thing. So this makes him happy. The mm-hmm. the elders have, have made a, have given him a hall pass, as it were, a barn pass, as it were. That's, yes. To, uh, That's the to proper term. This. So, which is very interesting because you would think normally that would kind of butt heads on this one. So that's actually very progressive of, of them in this. True. Right now. However, I think Levi would agree. What better opportunity to bring maybe a little faith and a little uh, a little bit of God's word to unwashed masses that would be at a pro wrestling show. True. So it's almost like he could be they, sort of... And boy, there's some unwashed masses. Yeah, exactly. So maybe them. it's partially, it's sort of a, uh, a benefit to both ends. Okay. He gets to do something that he likes, and, and maybe uh, maybe he can share a little bit of gospel, and then, you know, at the same time, just don't bring it home. Like, right. that's basically what it sounds like, which that's fair. Um, I think my parents basically feel the same way about me participating <laughs> in wrestling. Right. If that makes you happy, great. Right. Please don't bring it home. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, 
don't think that's the way it is with uh, a lot of people. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of the wrestlers that I talk to, they're you know um, some of their family members or their entire family. Maybe they aren't happy with the decisions that they make and what goes on, but they support them in a way of them um, knowing they're there for them, but they won't show up to be there for them in person if that makes sense okay now do you have any do you have any siblings and if you do would you would you want them to follow in your footsteps uh because they've made the you know the elders have made the exception for you do you think they would do it for others or do you think you're the you're kind of the The sole exception the breaking point as it were Right now, I believe I'm just the breaking point. I do have siblings. I have three other siblings. Um, I have two sisters and one brother. I have thrown the idea out there to, you know, see if they would be okay to go and let them do this. And it's not gotten... It's not been able to, um, I guess, they don't accept it right now just because they want to see how it goes for me. Okay. And with as well as it has been going for me as of late, um, I think they're kind of seeing a, um, I guess, a better turn, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, so he may not be the breaking point. He might be the. He might be more the. He's more the litmus test in this oh, one true. here, which I know is a very scientific term for an Amish person. But true. we'll you know we'll go on with it. Um, but that that could be where they're at right now. Is that he could know, be the start of a new Amish themed heart foundation? Could be an Amish world order. There you go. Now, uh, Levi, you've been wrestling for over a year now, and so I'm curious uh, while you've been. Traveling this this great country of ours, um, what's been the most sinful thing or the most shocking thing you've seen while uh, while wrestling it, this year? Was it Trip Cassidy? Well, that's true, but <laughs> well, he, Trip was uh, Trip was on the edge there. I was, uh, you know, it it was on the edge there. But I do like Trip. I do like Trip Cassidy a lot. He is uh, he's actually helped me out a lot. Um, Along with Jonathan Wolf and Sean Kemp, those guys have really helped me out a lot. Um, but the most sh- uh, sinful thing that I have seen um, was honestly Effie. Effie at the Punk Pro Show. <laughs> I, I threw it out there I, as a joke, and he went right with me on it. I, I actually it. forgot how foolish of me to ask, because, yes, that would have clearly been the, the easy answer there. I apologize. That, yes. Can we, can we get Effie and him in a... I, now I want... I never. I, that's the match I didn't know I wanted. Until then. Was yeah. Effie and Levi Everett now I want that well, to be... Well, Levi, let me ask you this. Um, in regard, since you're somewhat late to the game, as they say, uh, because you just recently basically discovered pro wrestling, um, have you been able to catch up at all? Is there anybody uh, wrestling-wise that you've seen that maybe has inspired you since discovering wrestling? Is there anyone that you're hoping to, um, I don't know, uh, any anyone you're inspired by, I suppose, that maybe 
is a is from a previous generation of wrestling. Now that you've oh, kind of discovered it, does it say Effie? <laughs> well, that's that's neither here nor there. But um, like uh, you know the the Shawn Michaelses and the uh, the Junkyard Dogses of the world. Uh, you know, are there any former greats that maybe uh, maybe has caught your interest since discovering pro wrestling? So since I discovered pro wrestling, the guy that really. Um, I was shown numerous um, wrestlers um, what they did throughout the business and to carry um, themselves through the business and everything and as a as a wrestler the guy that inspired me the most was Chris Benoit wow fair enough okay so what was it about Chris Benoit he he really, really, really um, made it look like he was going to kill the guy that was in the ring, and he made it look really rough. As bad as that may sound coming from an Amish guy, he made it look really, really intense in the ring, and it was in, it was it was enjoyable to watch him perform in the ring. Okay, fair enough. Now, uh, one thing that I did want to mention, now I don't know if this has been brought to your attention yet, but um, you are not actually the first Amish professional wrestler in the history of this great sport. Oh, my God. Um, Have you been uh, showcased anything from an ECW original, uh, Roadkill? I have, I have. And it is very, very interesting to see such a tall Amish guy (laughs) that... Just he the when the one thing that really seemed um, insane to me was when he climbed up the ropes in the middle of the ropes and he he flew off and he did his uh, he, I believe it was a headbutt right I believe so uh, buggy bomb I think was a I can't remember if it was a headbutt or a splash now God it's been a while it was either a splash or a headbutt. <laughs> But it was really intriguing to see him do that, being such a big guy that he is. And it's interesting that he mentions how tall Roadkill was, um, because it, it is actually known. This is and again, we did our research today. Mm-hmm. I did not know this until I did my research. But the Amish actually have a higher than normal um, epidemic of dwarfism when it comes to when it comes to the Amish and that's actually a medical thing that I found out today. Interesting. So Roadkill would indeed be, you know, unusual. Unusually unusually tall. Though the funny part is apparently there was a rumor that he was almost signed by the WWE and people made a big deal about this great big guy that could fly around and, and apparently Vince McMahon had this visual of like Bam Bam Bigelow. It's like, oh this would be great. We got the next Bam Bam and, and Roadkill's actually like five ten. Um, nice. So in ECW he was a gigantic, know, a gigantic but, but then when you put him up against like you know normal WWE guys, he was tiny, and that didn't no, quite work that's out. Unfortunately, which is too bad because I did love Roadkill. Yes. Um, so, did you believe he had? No, never mind. I'm going to leave that joke yeah. go. Um, now I, I, I am interested, you know, with you because you did just travel to Florida recently. True. Uh, and you said you made you're your in, great debut for Punk Pro. You did, and you said you were you're in like the Indiana area. Um, how do you make that trip? I mean, obviously the Amish don't normally use motor vehicles. Right. Uh, so is this a very lengthy horse, horse and buggy, or are you able yes, to get I, an exception? I actually, I actually had to leave 
about um, two weeks prior to this show in my horse and buggy to be able to make it down to the show. That's dedication. It was, it was a rough ride. Um, well, yeah. I just, I, it, the, the horses, it was hard on the horses at, at some points, but um, all in all, I ended up making it down and uh, making my pro wrestling debut at uh, Punk Pro. Now, very interesting. Punk Pro Wrestling, um, which, by the way, the person most shocked about what I'm about to ask here, actually, Leva Bates, of all people, um, is in a... The uh, the uh, Gulfview Event Center is actually inside a shopping mall. Um, was this the first time you've ever gotten to experience like a, a, a like a, nor- a like a big shopping mall type? Oh, that's situation? True. That's a great question. Yeah, was this the first time you've been in a shopping mall? Was at the Gulfview Event Center? It was, and it was very interesting to see how um, they structured all these shops into one big building it was uh, it was very interesting to see how it came along it was very interesting to see how many how many lights that uh, are in one of these buildings and it, yeah it was just very interesting and very intriguing to me now one of the things that uh, immediately caught the peanut gallery's attention was upon uh, Levi's entrance, he makes it a point to go around the ring and shake hands with everybody sitting at ringside. And I was very glad to shake his hand because I was definitely front and center with the peanut gallery. Now, Levi, is that something you always try to do before your match? Mm-hmm. And follow-up question, has anything um, unusual or interesting ever happened in attempting to do that? Um, yes, I, I, always, uh, I always try to be as humble as possible when I... Um, when I make my way to the ring and my way of, um, cause when I, when I first started, when I first started pro wrestling, they just told me to, um, you know, be myself when I go out there. So I went around and, um, shook, shook everybody's hands and, uh, it really, I guess the fans really like it. And I just kept doing it from there. And there's times where, um, going to the ring, uh, have some fans ask me to um, let them wear the hat, and I I can't because it's mine, obviously. And there will be other times where wrestlers will try to grab the hat, pull the hat off my head, and uh, you know it really angers me when they do that. But you know, what do you do? Well, turn, punch, turn the other cheek, I suppose. Well, or just punch him in the face. And oh, that's, that's true. That's wrestling. Oh. Yeah. Now, uh, other uh, another thing that uh, came up in, in my research, and actually, I, it, it, Zach did not know about this beforehand. I did, however, for some odd reason. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, that, in case you had to win Trivial Pursuit at some point, right. I guess. Um, the, the Amish have, have a uh, kind of a coming-of-age ceremony called Rumspringa. Yes, and I did. I have the, the definition oh, right please, here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rumspringa is when a child in an Amish family turns 16. They enter a limited time period called Rumspringa. During this time, the youth is allowed to go out and do things normally forbidden, such as go to a movie, take driving lessons, um, drink alcohol, etc., etc. Um, yep. So, A, 
did pro wrestling start at Surf Rough Spring? Uh, yeah, sure. And B, uh, do you what what have you done? What's what's a good wild and crazy rum spring story? Yeah, when Levi Everett went buck wild, what did that what did that mean? What did that look like? Okay, so um, yes, it is correct. They get uh, when um, a child in the Amish community turns a certain age, they are allowed one full year to go out and live. You know, civilian what uh, civilian life, I guess, so to say, and um, they're able to go and do all this fun stuff that people talk about all the time. But a crazy story that I did. Oh, let's see. I had gotten um, taken to the bar um, and shown um, what all, you know, what what people do, I guess, at a bar, and I had ended up getting drunk, and it was a very, it was a very fun experience, so to say. Okay. okay, so he got wasted at least. That's not bad. So. Hey, we've all made those same kind of judgment calls at a Chili's. You know, there's no judgment <laughs> no judgment here. Now, uh, Levi. Um, By the way, real briefly here. Yeah, go. Yeah. Do you know that, uh, and here's here's my last, like, Amish fact here, uh, before you go to the final two, which is where I think mm. you were heading, um, that for the Rumspringer setup, do you know what the percent is of the people that to their rum springer and then come back and continue to live the Amish life. Because Oh, I didn't that realize point, that that's... From that point, they can make the decision to leave the Amish lifestyle for good. That can oh, be so like, like they get a taste of, of civilian life and they and can decide that they want the whole thing right. or they want to go back. And, or they want to go back. Do you know what the percentage is of people that go back? It's almost 90%. I don't know the, I don't know the percentage, but um, it's... I've seen I've seen people come and I've seen people go and um, it just for me from what I've seen it varies but I don't know the percentage off, my, off the top uh, of my head now. I can tell you because I do know it off the top of my head because I'm I'm a broadcast mm-hmm. journalist. That's okay, it. sure. Uh, so this week of this, that's right. Uh, of the of the people that he's seen come and those people that he's seen go, he's only seen ten percent of them go. Really, almost ninety percent. Do their arm springer, decide, okay, that was great and all that was fun, and come back to live the Amish life again. Interesting. So 90%, almost 90%. I thought that was uh, quite the interesting number because. Yeah, no kidding. You would think it must people, be a really terrible movie that they go out to see and they go, you know what? Yeah. I'm fine. I don't need this. They all went out and saw, like, you know, Stop Where My Mom Will Shoot. And, right back, <laughs> and they're like, right back to I'm now. okay. I don't need any of this. Yeah, this is horrible. So. So yeah, so uh, uh, Levi, we uh, we have a famous set of questions here that we ask here at the IndieCast. Uh, so question, we might know the answer to question. That's one true. Already. Well, we'll see. We'll see. He might he may have some surprises up those sleeves. Uh, so unfortunately, in the and this who knows this may be news to Levi right. in the amazing uh, sport and performance art that is professional wrestling. We lose a lot of talent early. Unfortunately, it's a hard life. And so, uh, you know, some wrestlers unfortunately go and, and pass to the great beyond a little too soon. 
So with that in mind, if there was any uh, professional wrestler or manager or whomever that is no longer living that you would have loved to have had the opportunity to work with, who would that be and why? Um, again, it would, it would most definitely have to be uh, Chris Benoit. That's fair. I... I I really, really, really enjoyed um, seeing him perform and seeing the type of matches he had put on. Um, it was very, very, um, very enjoyable to watch. Interesting. Are you looking to maybe incorporate any of his moves or anything like that into your own move set? Um, I actually have. Good. I actually have I do uh, I do the cross face and I do the flying headbutt off the top rope and I also do the German suplexes. So the the cheese curd cross face. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, the Amish Paradise flying headbutt. Excellent. And I believe like there's Dutch and German background in the in the Amish uh, you know, kind so, of so, we, so we can so, leave German so alone. German suplexes can be left alone good, just fine. Good, that makes it easy for marketing purposes. Right, exactly. Uh, question number two. Oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. Be we here at the uh, we here at the Indycast believe that. Uh, Did you forget the second question? No, it's just ask it the way it's listed. Okay, don't try to, all don't right, try to mess with, all right, that's perfection. All right, so we here at the Indycast believe that every animal in nature has certain traits that ensure its survival. For instance, giraffes with long necks, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Our belief is that human beings as an animal, their survival trait is their ability to use tools. So, Levi Everett, if you could fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon do you use? Oh, man. Ooh. Um, let's see. It would have to be it had to be the goat. I'd fight the goat because, and the weapon I would use would be my bare hands. Okay. I, I had a feeling bare hands was going to be the answer. I there. thought, I thought holy book for some reason. I don't know why. I thought uh, that was I, I, you know I, the holy book. Some you know some people might use the holy book, but to me, it's it's more for uh, hearing the Lord's. Um, words and what he has to say and I don't feel as though we should use the holy book as a weapon it's true it's supposed to be uh, you know hearing messages from the lord and not necessarily bludgeoning an animal to death right. so that's fair correct correct good answer um, but I believe uh, the animal would be a goat um, it just it seems like it's it's the one animal that doesn't necessarily oh how's it's the one animal that I necessarily don't care for much. Alright. That's fair. That's fair. Don't like the goat, you don't like the goat. That's that's fair and you know. Strangle German suplex that goat. Exactly. So, uh, well, Levi, this is the... Uh, I, I would... Oh, oh, no, continue your pitch. Uh, this is the part in the show that uh, one Mr. Brian Cage likes to call Get Your... 
stuff in. No, okay, I'm excellent. not going to use excellent. that. Good, version. good. Uh, so this is the opportunity for to let the fans know where they might be able to. Uh, I mean, you have social media out there, so you must have a, a gentleman that runs your social media uh, where they can get your merchandise, things like that. I would also say, other than uh, the Punk Pro Pivot Chair, where you can watch yes. the match that he was involved in at the most recent Punk Pro show and go. did phenomenally in, I will say. Uh, but uh, the floor at this moment, sir, is yours. Um, uh, there's... Um, every so often on Fridays, if uh, I'm not anywhere else, I will be at the WCW Arena. Um, every second Saturday of the month, there's a uh, promotion in Indianapolis. It's called um, All Star Pro Wrestling. You, find, you can find me there. Um, there's also a promotion out in Terre Haute called New Wave Pro Wrestling. I'm also over there um, every third or fourth Saturday of the month. Um, And then down in Jeffersonville, there is a promotion called Paradigm Pro Wrestling. And there's times, and it's, it's about, let's see, it's every... Oh, I want to say it's every fourth Friday of the month is when that show, when they have a show down there. And I, I go down, uh, they'll put me on a show down there. Um, and then I've been in contact with, um, some other people too about possibly working up north in northern Indiana as well. So, um, just just all over and I usually have my ambassador I make sure that he um, gets everything out there on social media about where I will be at so you can always look on um, my ambassador's page for myself and it will tell you where I'll be at and what date and the time and everything else wonderful wonderful well, we hope to see you down here in the uh, the Sunshine State soon, and uh, we're going to do our best to get the word out about you because we really genuinely need everybody to become yes. fans of Levi Everett. That's become our the IndyCast personal mission statement for the remaining uh, months of 2018, as everyone and their mother needs to know about Levi Everett. Darn right. So, uh, so thank you, Levi, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, keep an eye on this uh, this young Amish prodigy. And uh, until next time... One would call him a kingpin, if you will. That's true. Uh, So for everyone here, for Mr. Chad Allen, I am Zach Romero. Thank you all for listening to the IndyCast. And as always, we say... Deuces! Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, Well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, Here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before, if you're a listener of the episode. But if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to Legends of uh, Today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers, 
you can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a whole decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. So, hey, Zach Romero, I bet you didn't know this. This is supposed to be a wrestling.